Debt can be a huge weight on any couple's budget. Today, we're going to cover some ways you can start paying it off faster, and we'll get into how to open up if you're carrying debt and haven't told the whole story to your spouse. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. As if the pandemic isn't stressful enough, millions of families have had to deal with the financial fallout. These past few months, it could have been job loss, reduced hours at work, or just uncertainty about your job prospects. And so it's completely normal and understandable that you're hyper aware of the cash flow. And because of that, any debt that you carry, maybe with the exception of federal student loans, feels like it has a bigger impact than normal. During our mini-series about financially dealing with the coronavirus, we've discussed that building up that financial cushion is definitely a priority. And hopefully for you, things have somewhat stabilized and you have those savings available now should you need them. However, the two of you may be wondering, is there any way to get some breathing room in that budget and knock out some debt at least before the year wraps up? I think you're going to enjoy today's show. In this episode, we're going to talk about working together to tackle off debt. We'll discuss how to create a system to pay your debt off, give you some ways to start paying it off faster, and then how to open up if you've been carrying debt and haven't told the whole story to your spouse. It's a lot to cover, so let's get started. Even though August is wrapping up, there is still time for the two of you to make some headway with your debt. Having a budget is a wise move, but it's only one piece of the puzzle. One of the best ways you can make the most of these next few months is to have a system in place with your money, so by default, it's moving in the direction that you want. And there are five steps you need to take. The first is get smart with your goals. Many people start out every year with the goal of paying off debt, but what progress do they make by the end of the year? In most cases, not much. And the reason is they don't really break down the goal. You want your goal to be smart. That means specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So instead of saying, we want to pay off some debt or we want to pay debt off, You would say, we want to pay this credit card, which has a $1,000 balance by December 31st. The second step in this process is defining your why. As much as you're interested now in tackling your debt, the reality is motivation alone isn't going to get you to your goal. We live full lives and many times our motivation goes up and down based on what's going on. But if you remind yourself why it's so important for you to pay off this debt, It'll keep you focused and when you have to make those decisions about cutting back on spending or working a little bit extra to earn that money, then you're more likely to follow through because you know why you're doing this. The third step is now creating that budget. 
And to do that, you have to know and break down your numbers. Think of it like planning a trip. Yes, you have to decide where you're going, but also where you currently are. So let's say that you're looking to pay off a credit card that has a $1,000 balance. Knowing that you have four months, you need to budget about $250 a month or about $56 a week. When you're able to work backwards, it becomes easier to create a budget that is realistic for your situation and yet pushes you enough towards paying off that debt. And step four is automating your budget. With it in place, you can now take a lot of stress off your back by automating your budget. Make sure that bill pay is set up and that your extra payments for your debt is scheduled as well. And then finally, each month, adjust your system as needed. Last episode, we mentioned the need for a flexible budget. Life happens. You can deal with this in a low stress way by having monthly money dates where you check in with each other and review your budget, what worked, what didn't, and then adjust. Having a system to do the heavy lifting for you will not only help financially, but frees the two of you up to focus and think about the big picture. If the two of you are ready to knock out some debt before the year wraps up, the first step is to find some money right now in your budget that you can throw at it. I'm sharing ideas based on our own experience, but then also from other community members that had made a difference with tackling their debt faster. Not all of these will apply to you in your specific situation, but I am hopeful that a few of these ideas can work and can give you that extra wiggle room in your budget to knock out that debt by December. The first one I wanna talk about is optimizing your expenses. And I usually start out there because that's typically one of the easier changes that you can make while still being effective. I have a free course called Five Days to 5K that walks you through how you can do that step-by-step, but I wanna highlight two expenses that can make a dramatic difference if you optimize them. The first one is your cell phone. If you have a smartphone plan, there's a high chance that you're paying too much for your service. Over the last few years, besides the big companies like Verizon, T-Mobile, and AT&T, there are providers that can give you great service at a much more affordable price. A few you might wanna look into, Republic Wireless. I use them for my personal and work phone. Yes, I have two lines with them. And for both lines, it's about $50 a month. You may also want to look at Google Fi, depending on which city you're in. And if you're curious about how Republic Wireless and Google Fi can offer such service so cheaply, it's because they have a cell Wi-Fi hybrid option. Another provider that could be the perfect one for you is Ting. With Ting, you customize your cell phone plan. If you use less text, then you pay less for that service. If you're more data, you can adjust accordingly. And for the absolute cheapest price I've seen with cell phones, Freedom Pop seems to be leading the way. So if your contract is about to expire or you are looking for more affordable options, there are plenty of different providers available. The second area in your budget that can give you a significant win is your insurance. Not exciting, I admit, but we were able to cut our auto insurance premiums years ago by almost half. How? 
by switching providers. And even if you're someone who prefers to stay with your current insurance provider, calling them and making sure you get all the discounts you qualify for can save you money because those monthly premium savings of $30 to $50 a month can add up to hundreds per year. That's real money you can use towards paying off your debt faster. Another way you can find money is by gamifying it. Money challenges can be a fun way to stay focused on your target while mixing it up. You can decide for each of the remaining months of the year to take on a different challenge. There's the zero day challenge, the uber frugal month, the hustle crew challenge, and even that course I had mentioned, five days to 5k. It's a fun way to reevaluate how you approach your finances in a short window. And then the opposite side of optimizing your expenses is earning more income on the side. For some, it wasn't just having that extra money going towards the debt, but it was easier for them to put that money towards paying down their debt faster because it was a separate income stream than their main nine to five. It was a psychological mind shift change that allowed them to dump everything they earned from that side hustle or that side gig and put it towards the debt. So there you have it, different ways that you can approach finding money in your current budget or growing your income on the side so that you can put more of your money towards paying down the debt faster. I hope this helps you reach your goal before the year wraps up. Talking about money can be stressful, especially when you're first starting off. When we opened up about our finances after we got engaged, it was an eye-opener. And one of the reasons was because we got a clearer picture of how we each handled money and we discovered how much debt we each carried. In our case, I had the bigger balance. Honestly, as awkward as that was at first, having that transparency made all the difference in our marriage and our money. One of the most damaging things to a marriage is not necessarily the debt itself, but it's when you try to hide or minimize what's really going on with your spouse. Then you're getting to the territory of financial infidelity when one spouse is making significant financial moves without the knowledge of the other. Some ways that you can see this are secret purchases. Maybe you have a credit card that they're not aware of the balance and that's what you put it on. Or it could be accounts that you have that you haven't mentioned or you haven't updated them on the balance. And if this is going on in your marriage, you're not alone. A recent survey conducted for the National Endowment for Financial Education revealed that two in five Americans admitted to committing financial infidelity. Of course, you need to talk this out. But where do you start? How do you build up the courage to open up? And what process do you take to repair the damage that's been done? Something that can help is listening to how other couples opened up about their debts and dealt with financial infidelity. We've done quite a few stories here on the podcast, which I'll link up to in the show notes, where couples have been in that boat. In fact, I actually interviewed my husband years later to get his perspective about that first time we opened up the financial books to one another. Of course, every couple has their own unique situation, but after interviewing ones who have managed to tackle their debt together and have gotten closer as a couple, there are a few key points that kept coming up. Set a time that you can talk, 
where you're both relatively calm. You can open up with saying, I want to talk about the finances. I know we have a lot going on this year and I want to make sure that we're on the same page. Do you mind if we set some time up this weekend just to talk about it? If you're feeling uncomfortable with having this conversation, just the two of you, then you might want to pull in someone that you both trust to keep things objective and that can serve as a buffer for this conversation. Another point is when you open up about the finances, make sure that you have some objective numbers. So you might want to go ahead and pull up that information. That way your spouse can have it as well and that you're focusing on the numbers, which can help to reduce with blaming and accusations. If this is the first time that your spouse knows about the debt or the amount of debt, just understand that each of you have to process your feelings honestly. How they feel at that moment doesn't dictate how they feel later, but they need to process what they're feeling. And it's also perfectly fine to put a pin on it and come back to the conversation later as you have time to kind of go through both of your feelings about the situation. And when you come back together, some things that you might want to consider is finding a mutual goal that you can agree to, that you can incorporate in your plan and your new budget to work towards. And be open about spending expectation and what accountability you'll have with each other. And finally, if you need to, seek out counseling. There are many different options that you can reach out to depending on what you feel your relationship and marriage needs. For some, getting a certified financial planner with plenty of experience working with couples is something that works for them. You might feel like counseling with your local congregation minister is something that you both feel comfortable with, or you may decide that you want to go to marriage counseling or seek out a financial therapist. This is a growing field that merges both relationship help and financial help. Again, you're not alone, and thankfully, there are more options out there. So if you're ready to get on the same page, please don't wait. It is a process for sure, but it's well worth it, not just financially, but also for the health, future, and happiness of your marriage. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I picked up while preparing this episode. The first is systems can beat willpower. Having an automated system for most of our finances has been incredibly helpful for us reaching our goals. Motivation and willpower can fluctuate based on what's going on with your day-to-day life, but if you have a system in place where your money is moving in the direction that you want, you're more likely to reach your goals faster. The second takeaway is be open to experimenting. Now, one of the goals of this podcast is that I want to save you time and highlight different habits practices and ideas that have helped couples reach their goals faster, but each couple is different. So what worked for us, for example, might not work for you. So that list that I gave you on how to pay off your debts faster, try them out. One or two of them may instantly connect with you and don't feel bad about dropping the others. 
Again, this is about creating a financial system that works for you and your marriage. And then finally, don't let financial infidelity destroy your marriage. Coming into your marriage with debt isn't a deal breaker for most. In fact, for many couples, it's the norm. However, when you are hiding your spending or you're dealing with the debt and not giving the full story to your spouse, that's what starts eroding trust and that can destroy your relationship. So if you're in that situation, please know you're not alone and that there are different options out there to help. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, we covered a lot. So if you want to discuss this more, please join me and the rest of the community over on Thriving Families group on Facebook. We're there to help one another out with our big goals, swap ideas and stories, and to encourage one another. We'd love to see you there. Just go to couplemoney.com slash FB. I hope this helps you tackle your debt together. As always, I'll have links to resources we mentioned over in the show notes at Couple Money, including our five days to 5k course. It's designed to help you find, save, and earn extra money on the side to reach your goals faster. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash 5k. And next week on the podcast, we're talking about tracking your numbers. You've probably heard of how important it is. And we even mentioned just briefly today why it matters with paying down debt. But what are the key numbers you need to know to not just get out of debt, but start building some financial stability and maybe some financial freedom? We're going to get into the importance of cash flow, net worth, savings rate, and the real deal about credit scores. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Radio Public, and Spotify. Our podcast theme is from Gentle Regime, additional music by Lee Rosevere, and artists from Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. It means a lot, not just listening to the episodes, but sharing your favorites and joining us over in Thriving Families on Facebook, sharing your thoughts and ideas and stories. I want this podcast to be helpful and relevant to you and your goals. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.